1: Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Chicago Bulls, Bears, Illini, and Fire PA announcer, Tim Sinclair. How are you doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing great, great. So, first off, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know I asked you on a whim off of TikTok, and it's uh, great to have you on. My pleasure.
0: I'm always happy to do it when I'm able, so thanks for the invite.
1: Of course. So, um, first off, I guess I just want to know, you know, was... Um, announcing and doing this thing with sports kind of something you always wanted to do?
0: It, it really wasn't the the funny thing, you know, I was going to be an architecture, uh, a texture student, and I went to school for architecture and I thought I was just going to do uh, architecture things for the rest of my life. I had no thoughts of doing anything in communications and uh, partway through architecture school, I finally realized I needed to make some money while I was doing architecture and um, asked a guy who I knew who worked in radio, like, look, is there any way that I can come help you out and just sort of make a little extra money around the station? And he foolishly put me on the air. Um, I was not any good, but I loved it. And that's really what started the process for me of uh, communications and it took a while before sports kind of merged into that. It wasn't until I was 30 years old, maybe a little after when I first started doing public address. But uh, man, I'm I'm glad those two converged. And I've been uh, really, really thrilled to be in the industry.
1: That's awesome. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about each different sport and what your role is, because each sports announcer is different.
0: Yeah, they are wildly different. Uh, for example soccer well for those who don't know i'm the voice you hear in the stadium so sometimes they carry it on television but but typically if you're at an event i'm the voice you hear introducing the starting lineups or the national anthem and then once the game is played uh specific things within the game that that the audience needs to know uh soccer though there's almost nothing after you do the opening ceremonies and halftime stuff it's really you're only going to hear me talk when there's goals cards or substitutions and quite often in most pro matches there are very few of any of those so um you know it, it sort of varies a little bit from game to game but it's it's rather simple i kind of just get to sit back and watch soccer uh football is the polar opposite it's four hours of non-stop talking we have all the pre-game stuff but then every single play who the ball carrier was who the tackler was what the yardage gained was what the new down and distance is um or if it's completed pass, who threw it, who caught it, all those kinds of things. And then you're also trying to help get the crowd engaged in certain parts of the game. And so football is, is a lot. And it's one of the reasons I like it, because it's really difficult to do, but but it's a lot of fun. And then basketball, uh, your are court level, you're literally court side, front row, and you're doing starting lineups and all those normal things. But also, someone makes a basket, someone gets fouled, if they're at the free throw line, if there's a technical, a review all those kinds of things. I'm the voice either to the fans for what's happening or sometimes between the officials and the teams, depending on the circumstance.
1: That's awesome for sure. So in Chicago, you are the voice of two pretty historic franchises, the bulls and the bears. How surreal is that?
0: Yeah, it, I don't think about it that often because it is a fairly weighty thing. The times I do dwell on it Um, to me two of the most historic franchises in sports. I mean, you could put the Cowboys there, you could put the Lakers there, you could put the Knicks or the Yankees, but in general, if you think of historic professional sports franchises, those are, are two of the top. And the fact that I get the chance to do both of them, much less one of them, uh, or the other way around, I guess, one of them, much less both is, is mind boggling to me. Um, I was in the right place at the right time. I had done the work to, to, to be in a position that I was capable um, and man, all the pieces fell together and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for sure.
1: That's awesome. So I read a little bit about you and uh, the bubble, the NBA bubble is really what helped you get this bull's job. So what was that experience like? Yeah, the,
0: the bubble was interesting because, you know, 2020 in March, everything ground to a halt for the entire world. It seemed, uh sports for sure there was nothing being played which meant i didn't have a job uh in terms of being able to do sports um everything was canceled and so for three months or so it was a man when when is this thing coming back and the nba was gracious enough to invite me to to come be one of the few pa guys in the bubble um i had just done the all-star game in chicago and talks were already underway with both the Bulls and the Bears at that point, um, because both jobs were open, but neither one was solidified by any means. And so I went to the bubble going, hey, yeah, it's, I would, well, I did the NBA bubble and the WNBA bubble. So it was almost three months away um, from home, but I knew, one, I needed the work, and two, it was a good opportunity to you know, keep putting my voice in front of the people who mattered, and um, shortly after I got to the bubble, the Bears offered me the gig. I had auditioned in person finally right before I left. And they called and offered me the job. And then the Bulls followed up um, knowing that that was a process that was in place. And uh, I did the audition there in the bubble in my hotel room. Um, and and ultimately, obviously, everything worked out really well.
1: That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned the All-Star game for the MLS and the NBA. What are those um experiences like
0: yeah those are they're a whole different animal uh i mean the nba is and the nfl are both kind of a show anyway um more so than college sports it's it's a production in in the professional level but you jump to the all-star level and that's like it's it's on steroids it's got so many moving parts so many like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people behind the scenes trying to work together to put on one thing it's to me, the NBA All Star Game is kind of like the Super Bowl in terms of a production value. There's just a lot that goes into it. Um, but for, you know, from my from my perspective, it's it's an honor, obviously, to be asked to work those things. Um, it's it's a long couple of days, sometimes a week, leading up, depending on you know how much is going on. But to to be able to showcase not, not only the league's greatest players. Um, but also to have my voice sort of narrate that for, for many um, it is an honor. I try not to take it lightly ever. Um, I, I don't ever want to get an ego about it, but also I'm incredibly grateful and thankful that uh, I've gotten to play a part in a few of those.
1: For sure. So if I'm remembering correctly, that year that the All-Star game was in Chicago was also the NBA 75. So what was it like to be a part of that?
0: Actually, I did both. Um, The Chicago one was 73 and Cleveland this last year was 75, but uh, I did both of them. Um, And, and this man, the, the ceremony that the NBA put together at halftime there in Cleveland was not one I'll ever forget. And I don't think too many others who, who watched it will either to have nearly every living NBA great in the same building at the same time on the same stage was incredible. And they broke it up well by position group. They had, you know, Spike Lee and Usher and some others kind of talking <laughs> through some of that. And then I, I narrated it as we went all live. Um, man, I I that has got to be the number one on my highlight list so far. Um, and it's going to be hard to top quite honestly. It's a really, really cool time. Um, just to be, you know, there was many times I was standing with eight hall of famers within arm's reach of me, um, which I, I don't see happening again too often anyway. So the NBA did a great job and, uh, I think it came off really, really well.
1: That's awesome for sure. So your schedule, obviously with, being the PA announcer for four different teams can be pretty hectic, especially around this time of year where they're all kind of interlocking. So what is your day-to-day life like?
0: Well, you probably won't be surprised to know it varies wildly. Um, certain days I have off. Today's an off day for me in between two games. Bulls last night, Bulls tomorrow. I uh, had Bears Sunday. Uh, and But then the rest of the week I've got Thursday off, and then Friday I've got an Illinois game, and then Sunday I have a doubleheader where I have the bears at noon and the bulls at seven. So I'll fly out of there after the bears game's over, hop in the car, drive across town just in time for rehearsal with the bulls before the game that night. So um, it, it, it really depends. Uh, I I really try not to have overlaps, although that's completely out of my control. Um, so if that happens and, and I literally can't be in two places at once, then there are a couple of backups who can, who can fill in for me as necessary, but If I don't have to miss a game, I'm not going to.
1: That's awesome. So Chicago sports is really kind of at a high right now. You have the Bulls doing pretty well. The Bears are doing well so far this year. You have just the whole sports town is doing well. What does it mean to the city of Chicago to be at the top of sports?
0: Yeah, I think it probably depends on who you ask uh, here in Chicago as to whether or not we're doing well. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I think – the Cubs were rebuilding. The White Sox, most would say, were disappointing. the The Blackhawks have exceeded expectations. The Bears are um, not winning a ton, but they're not expected to this year. They're trying right. to develop a quarterback, clear cap space, and really be in a position to to do well next year. and And that's happening brilliantly at the moment. So I think most Bears fans are super excited, and and Bulls fans too. You know, uh, the East is loaded, and so every game is going to be a fight, but Um, we feel pretty well positioned to, uh, to hold our own. And so uh, I've always thought Chicago is one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports town in the world. Um, One, there are a lot of them Two, fans are passionate three. They've seen some level of success over the years. And so um, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm always going, Hey, uh, I think good things are on the horizon or, or maybe I, I think they're here already in certain cases. And so uh, to be a part of of a town that's so excited about their sports just makes my job, uh, one, more fun, and two, a little easier.
1: For sure, for sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned the NBA East Eastern Conference has gotten a lot tougher over the last couple of years. Um, What is it like to be on the sideline with not only, of course, the Bulls, but the opposing teams that come in every day?
0: Well, you know, you're always seeing high-level basketball certain games are better than others of course but it doesn't matter who comes through there are multiple superstars that feel like on on every team you got Tatum and Brown on the Celtics and Harden and Embiid on the 76ers and uh, Jimmy Butler and you know it, there's just like every game somebody of of note is coming through and you you get to watch them really up close and then the Bulls have you know two current all-stars two or three former all-stars so um, regardless of who we're playing, I know I'm going to see some some really great stuff from the Bulls. So, man, I I'm I'm so fortunate. And uh, even if the competition wasn't certainly no shortage of of talent in the NBA right now, and uh, that means every game you're, you're probably going to see something pretty spectacular.
1: For sure. So you have a fun series right now on TikTok that I laugh at every single time. It's going through the lineups in the NBA. And what is the hardest lineup for you to do as an opposing for an opposing team?
0: You know, I, I thankfully I've got them down now. I'm I'm really poking fun at um my own inability to comprehend certain things the first time I see them. And as Americans, we get used to our way of doing things, and so if we see something that's out of the norm. We we really struggle to grasp that, and it's not intentional. It's just right. you know th- the way it works. Just like our names would be difficult if we were to take it overseas somewhere, and so that that's really the the point of all this. I would say, Milwaukee probably has the toughest series of names. You have Sandru Mamakelishvili and Yannis Satanakumbo and Thanasis Attenkumbo, and then all you know it, you know Drew is Drew. I mean, there's. <laughs> There's a number of them that if you didn't know basketball at all and you just looked at them, you would go, no, thanks. I'm going to, I'm going to choose something else. So they're probably overall the hardest, but uh, there are, there are so many fun names. And um, that's one of the joys I get from my job is figuring out how to pronounce them and to, to do it correctly. And if it's a little weird or unique to, us as or me as an American um you know that's okay that that's you know just part of our differences and we should celebrate those and be able to laugh when things don't make sense sometimes
1: for sure so you've really grown kind of a following on TikTok and um how has that helped you grow of course as a professional PA announcer as well to have that following on social media
0: that was totally an accident. Uh, I was doing television for a while and um a couple of the girls on on my show said, hey, we need to do TikTok. And I was like, oh, I'm not. No, thank you. And uh, I got started and it was, you know, fine. And then all of a sudden I started doing some public address stuff and people started to resonate with that a little bit. And so now, you know, I I don't know how much it's helped me other than uh, I do get opportunities like this that I wouldn't get otherwise. People who found me and say, hey, would you hop on my podcast or I'd like to talk to you about my own career in broadcasting or PA or sports. Um, I've gotten some work from it, too, from time to time. Could you voice this for me or we want to introduce this? I have Cameo, so people find my Cameo because they've seen me on, uh, on TikTok. And so uh, it does, it helps a little bit. But a lot of it is therapy for me, getting to write something fun and, uh, you know, poke some fun at myself and the job a little bit. And uh, I like to laugh and I don't get a chance to, you know, in public address, it's a little more formal than I would typically be just in my my own Comfortable skin, and so this is a chance for me to to add a little humor to a job that doesn't always have it.
1: For sure. So for those of us like myself that have never been to Chicago, what are some things in Chicago that people just have to see?
0: Okay, so if you're coming to visit, literally the first thing you need to do is schedule an architecture tour. Also, don't come in the winter. Uh, <laughs> come in the spring, summer, or fall. It's gorgeous. Uh, but schedule an architecture tour and and it sounds boring. I realize people are like, oh, that's a lot. No, it's on a boat, it's an hour and a half, it's up and down the Chicago River, out to Lake Michigan and back. And even if you listen to zero words that the person says you're going to have a beautiful cruise for like 30 bucks, $35. And it's you will learn so much about the city. If it's a nice day, you it will be the best thing you do while you're here. So that that's that's a start. Obviously, there's Navy Pier and the Bean and, you know, all the parks and things which are worth seeing, but architecture tour and some Chicago-style pizza uh, would, would probably be one and two on the list.
1: That's awesome, for sure. Uh, I hope to get out there sometime. Right now, I'm seeing snow outside of my windows, so. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in Billings, Montana.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. Ooh. We haven't seen any yet, but uh, I, I hear it's probably going to come eventually
1: yep yeah no we get it pretty early here in montana but um i bet yeah no so um well hey i want to thank you so much for coming on today and doing this it's been great to talk to you and talk about your success as a pa announcer for the chicago area and just thank you so much
0: hey my pleasure anytime and uh, make sure to say hi on tiktok next time we're both there
1: will do all right have a great day you too Hey guys, Mitch here with wide left sports. And do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called big sky customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And, um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. um, So yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.